Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. All right, welcome into another edition of First and Pod. I'm Andrew Filippone. We have a special guest host tonight. Danny Parkins couldn't be with us. Danny's got some family stuff, personal stuff going on that we'll talk about when he rejoins us on the show, probably Sunday night after the full Week 11 slate wraps up. For those of you out there who don't know Zach, number one, F off, shame on you. Zach from CBS Sports Radio does a great job. He's on 6 to 10 Eastern time. A lot of the big interviews and Things that get disseminated from CBS Sports Radio are because of uh, the great legwork Zach does to track down great people, and he's one of the uh, great up and comers in this business. So when I found when I found out Zach that you were going to fill in for Danny, I was actually really excited. I think our podcast listeners will really like that. And I don't think outside of an interview, you and I have really ever done a show together, right? No, uh, not whatsoever. And and I will say this. Uh, when you were saying F off, I was thinking it as well. If you don't know who I am, F off. So it's better that you say it than me because then people will think I'm an egotistical yeah. jerk. So good introduction. I and like a lot it. of a lot of people in our business are. So that would be. Yeah, I'm not. I actually course. think I'm happen to be like a nice guy. But there are a lot of uh, pain in the asses in this business. No doubt. OK, so at, at the time of this taping, the Packers have just lost to the Titans 27-17. We go through all the games on this show, Zach. Um, we don't always go deep on both teams, but I actually do with this game. Now you do a national show. And if you were on right after this game, you'd probably concentrate on the Packers because of what the loss means to their season. Their season is, is practically over. I think the question now becomes for me, the most interesting thing about the rest of green Bay season is Zach, when do they decide to play Jordan love? And when they do make that decision, how does Aaron Rodgers handle that? Is this Eli Manning getting benched for Geno Smith in New York? Does he embrace that? Is he okay with maybe taking a mental break with their season over? Take me through how Zach Gelb feels about the machinations of what Green Bay does with their quarterback position the rest of the way. 
Yeah, next year, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback. But you do get into that conversation. When do you start to play Jordan Love? I would think the final two weeks of the season. And part of me would say. That's it? Only two games? Yeah, I I think it would only be the final two games of the season. Do you know how humiliating that would be for Aaron Rodgers? And I don't think he could take it, even though he says he doesn't care about the narrative. I don't think he could take it with everyone bashing him if he was actually benched for the final five, six games of the season, whatever it is. And that's the thing. I don't know how he's going to react because part of me gets a vibe from Rodgers that he just doesn't care anymore. So if he really doesn't well, then all care. all reason to go to Yes, love. start the Panchakarma cleanse, do some ayahuasca, and then go and enjoy your offseason early. Well, if they had just uh, – if their backup quarterback – was a Colt McCoy type, type, I wouldn't bring this up. They got to figure out what Jordan Love is. And most people see But shouldn't they know the, what Jordan Love is by now? Well, no, not really, because how many regular season games has he played in, in Zach? One that changed yeah, game last City. year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean. But he's the, in your facility every day. Yeah, and you I, drafted I, him in the first round. Right. Uh, to me, even when they gave Rodgers the new deal, it was a sign that that Love was not the heir apparent and successor there. But you used a first-round pick on him. He was a raw player out of Utah State. If your season isn't going anywhere, even if you are under the impression Rodgers is going to come back next year, I think you let Love put a body of work out there because he might turn into a trade chip for you. Like, they need assets, whether that's draft picks or clearly position players, you know, skill players, wide receivers, and maybe love helps you get that. I'm not convinced he's he will, but I would not want to fritter away the last month of the season or last six or seven games, Zach, just going to Aaron Rodgers to kind of pump his tires because he's your all-time, you know, he's, he's your franchise quarterback. I would not want to do that. So this so, is why you would also continue to play Rodgers, though, because you have to find a way to salvage something from this season. He's starting to develop a little chemistry with Christian Watson. I think those reps are important so you can at least get a receiver or two that's already on this team to continue to develop so you at least have them next year ready to go full go when you start next season for one last potential long shot at a Super Bowl. All right, so the Tennessee side of this game. Tennessee, we killed that. We've killed that team on this podcast really the entire year. Yeah. They're seven and three. They get no respect. They win this game convincingly. At some point, people like me have to stand up and say the Titans are actually a good team. And the thing that proves that more than anything else, Zach, is their loss to Kansas City because they went there with Malik Willis and Great took that effort. game into overtime. They, they've won six to seven. That's their only loss. Their other loss was to the Giants. I think everyone came into the season thinking that they lose A.J. Brown, they're going to take a huge step back. And plus, when they got embarrassed by the Bills, they got written off. Zach, they're going to win 11 or 12 games. And they're going to have a home playoff game again. And I think it's going to, up until that point, they're going to be disrespected and disregarded the entire time. So they're a good team. You said it. They're, at times, a very good team. They're not a great team because of one player and one player only. They don't have a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill that you say, wow, that's our guy in a big moment. He's going to make a, a, a great throw and, and, and go win a game. Like, look at last year. They were without Derrick Henry since October 31st. They were the number one overall seed. Vrabel is a heck of a coach. He's a great coach, top yep. five coach in the league. But then come playoff time, Tannehill's throwing three interceptions to the Bengals. That yeah, is once again going to be the game. Flaw. But the year before that, he went to New England and Baltimore. Yeah, I was won. there. Yeah, I was there. But guess what? It's never going to be enough when you are in that market of a team that has been so close and trying to get to the Super Bowl for him to play three great games consistently to do enough to win. Well, but they don't they don't have the roster for that, though. I mean, to, to, to me, where they are right now, they've beaten the bad teams on their schedule. And now they're getting into a point where their record solidifies their playoff spot. They have Cincinnati, Dallas on the schedule. There are games that are going to be opportunities for them to prove to people like you and me that they can win a playoff game or two again this year. But I, when I say, you say they're a good team, I thought the expectation for them this year was to win like six or seven games. Yeah, I don't like that happened Brown in their offseason, mm-hmm. right? I mean, their offensive line has gotten worse. Luan is out at left tackle. They've got some scrub in there. 
Uh, their defense makes plays, Simmons and Bayard. So, and Brable, Brable is probably a top five coach in the NFL. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I had him in my top five before the year started. I, I've been a big fan of Mike Brable because he wins with less. All right, Zach, so let's get into the games now for this weekend, starting with the Cowboys and Vikings Sunday afternoon. Explain to me, in, in your opinion, how the Cowboys are favored in this game. Because Vegas thinks that Minnesota off a big win is going to have a letdown, and they're begging you to plus the points with Minnesota, and they're expecting Dallas to bounce back. That's why Dallas Do you agree with that? I think it's going to be a close game. I think this is going to be a field goal game. I would slightly lean Dallas, and I've been someone that's been a fan of Minnesota. I didn't think that they were going to be the NFC North champions this year and beat eight and one, but I thought they were one of my teams that I felt very good about being a wild card team before the season started. Um, I think this will be another toss up. Vikings are bound to lose a close game. I think it happens this week, which goes against everything I said the entire year when it comes to Dallas. Yeah, so I never why are you trust flipping Dak on it now? What, what, why are you trusting them in this game? It, it's just the timing of it. Dallas coming off a crushing loss where they blew a lead up against the Packers. The Vikings coming off a win against one of the great games that you'll see in a regular season. I just think there's a letdown here for Minnesota. They're due to lose. Uh, I think Minnesota is getting killed by the analytics people because when they were bad, they still managed to win those games. I think their roster is actually close to their record. You know, I think their overall team talent on offense, I put it up against anybody in the league. Miami would be there too. Kansas City because of Mahomes, obviously Allen and Buffalo when he's right. Their line is excellent. They're excellent. Cook, Cousins, Jefferson. And the biggest offseason acquisition. I mean, how about, how about Zedaria Smith? Right. That, so that does not get talked about enough. The coach too. So yeah. They have won a lot of close games. They haven't looked really good in some of those games. But I feel like they've let – to me, they're not a lucky team like maybe the Giants where the roster doesn't match their record. I think this team, outside of the Philadelphia game, I think they they have not been overmatched or overwhelmed in any game. So I like them here. I think the Cowboys, they can't stop the run. And Dak has not been good, Zach. Dak has six touchdowns to four interceptions. He, he he returned against bad defenses in Detroit and Chicago. I'm not convinced that he's he's better than Cooper Rush, but I've not seen franchise quarterback, elite quarterback Dak one time yet this year. And I don't yeah. think it starts in Minnesota. I, I've been saying for a while with Dak Prescott, I think he's a very good quarterback. He's paid like a great quarterback. But on the flip side, I think why there's still – a lot of skepticism with the Vikings, even though they're loaded. And I agree with everything that you just said with cousins. the roster they have because of cousins. And it's sort of like now we've already seen that they're going to be in the playoffs. So can Kirk cousins go out and perform back to back to back weeks in a postseason when the NFC is wide open and anyone can get to the Super Bowl in the NFC Eagles and Colts. Do you think NFL media owes Jeff Saturday an apology? I, it was over the top. Uh, I didn't agree with the hire. But when you have Joe Thomas saying it's one of the most egregious things he's ever seen, like, let's just Cowher? take it a little little bit easier. Uh, how about yeah. that it, was, it, It's that too dramatic. Yeah, we, it we, we sometimes do this in sports where it's so serious, we get so passionate that we make it seem like it's more important than what it actually is. That's what this was. And you knew, you absolutely knew that was going to be a close game uh, up against the Raiders last week, and they ended up winning it. They're not going to win this game, though, this week. I think Philadelphia rolls them. Why, though? Uh, I think Philadelphia bounces back off their first bad performance of the year. Jalen Hurts is unbelievable uh, with what he's done so far. I know A.J. Brown's a little bit banged up. No Dallas Goddard, so that's a concern. And then I just like the mentality, what Philadelphia's doing all throughout the year. They added a Dominican suit today. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, you see Linval Joseph. They just keep on adding names and, and telling that locker room, we're going for it. I like the vibe on that team. Their rush defense with it's and without Jordan Davis is a night and day change. And now you're going up against a team that just rushed yeah. for 207 yards where that's like Jeff Saturday's bread and butter. Matt Ryan, though, not a mobile quarterback. And I think that comes back to bite them uh, this week, even though he should be starting. You know who you have to I don't to think they're going to throw Jonathan the ball Taylor. that much. I think they're going to force Philadelphia to stop the run. And we'll see if they could do it. Yeah, you, I mean, you I have to think you could adjust eventually. Like, I, does I, Jonathan I, Gannon have a pulse? I, I, well, they beat the Chiefs in Indy. Yeah, so. the kicker couldn't make a kick, though. Well, they were okay, but it was still 20 to 17. I mean, mm -hmm. even if the kicker makes some kicks, it's not like uh, the Chiefs went in there and, 
you know, scored 30 plus points and Mahomes looked like classic Mahomes. Um, I do. I, I think the Saturday thing, my biggest, my, my biggest issue with it is that they make it seem like this kind of stuff does not go on in other industries where talented people don't have to pay their dues. How about the broadcasting world? Right, exactly. <laughs> and guess what? Some of those people that come in with no training are great at it, mm-hmm. are incredible at it. Romo is one of those guys. Yeah, Ro- Romo was phenomenal. And, right. So, and for every hear, Romo, there's a Jason Witten. You know, right. so it so goes you, both ways. So you hear all the time about how these how these guys say football is not a complicated game. And then as soon as somebody gets hired without being an assistant coach, they try to have it both ways and say, well, actually, you need to be around the team from 4 a.m. to midnight every day in order to I, – I don't buy it. The other thing I loved about Saturday, uh, Zach, was he didn't make boneheaded game management decisions. You would have thought that game would have moved so fast for him, he would have screwed up timeouts. They would have had delay of game penalties. Stuff where a guy on the sideline for the first time in that moment, the nerves would have gotten to him. That didn't happen at all. He was, I mean, McDaniels does not set a high bar, but he was by far the better head coach in that game. And the team responded to his message because this team, every game this year before this Raiders game, they have not had a lead at halftime. They've been getting outscored at an embarrassing rate. And it was the first time they had a lead at halftime this past Sunday. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast chiefs and chargers uh do you suffer from chiefs fatigue on your show do you have chiefs fatigue what do you mean by that because the chiefs the chiefs Chiefs haven't won enough to, to have Chiefs fatigue. Chiefs fatigue where we, where you don't go over the you don't go over the top and exaggerate what they do because you're so used to Mahomes doing these otherworldly things. And we just assume that they're a really good team. So we don't appreciate the Chiefs in the moment. We kind of fluff it off when they're a really good team, Zach. You do that, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like they've shut everyone up um this year so far. And I would say that they're now my favorite to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But I think there's a lot of pressure on Kansas City because after they won that first Super Bowl, people are saying Mahomes is the next Brady. Andy Reid finally has the monkey off his back. Now he's a big-time great coach, and we know he's going to the Hall of Fame, and he's one of the top 10 coaches of all time. They get to the Super Bowl again. They lose to Tampa Bay. Last year, they failed to show up in the second half against Cincinnati. There's not an easier road to go win another Super Bowl this year. I think there's a lot of pressure on Kansas City. Well, I was dying for somebody to knock them off. I, I don't, I guess I, I am suffering from Teague, from Chiefs fatigue in the way that I don't want to see another AFC championship game at Arrowhead. Just yeah, like well, you're going to get it this year. Just like I got sick of NFC championship games at the vet, just like I got sick of Super Bowls going through Buffalo in the AFC, I'm ready for somebody else to not just knock them off in an AFC championship game. I wanted the team they're playing on Sunday to win the division this year. I wanted the Chargers yeah. to be the story in the AFC West. 
Now that well, ain't he got happening. it last year. Cincinnati took him down twice. Well, I, I know, but it was in the AFC Championship game, Zach. Okay. I want them either out of the playoffs or early exit. Oh, now, I, see, here's where you're a little fraudulent. Because if this was the Steelers, it would be like, oh, let's see Big Ben in every well, conference. Right, because I work in that game. market and it's good for my bottom line. I'm not in Kansas City. You're not in Kansas City. I want to see somebody new. I don't want to see another Chiefs and insert challenger AFC Championship game. And you just said it. They haven't won, though, enough. They have not won destined for that. They haven't even had to go on the road, though, Zach. Yeah. At least if if it was an AFC championship game and they had to go to Buffalo or someplace like that, I'd be into it. But I don't want to see Arrowhead, barbecue, all that bullshit. Well, Uh, it's happening. I'm not sure about that. And Mahomes is winning the MVP, too. There will be an AFC championship game in Kansas City this year, and Mahomes is winning the MVP. I've seen enough already. It, it, uh, Buffalo may be coming in. I don't know who's the team that's coming in, but Kansas City will be in the AFC title game because they'll Lions, have Lions Giants are the Giants a lock to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I said this five weeks ago that they were going to have eight or nine wins by the time Thanksgiving rolls around. This could be a little bit of a trap game this weekend, but time in and time again, I could trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane. And I never say anything positive about the Giants in the last five years. I've been really impressed with Dayball and Shane. And we talk about coaches getting the response from their players. This is not a loaded Giants team, but those players believe in him and they find a way to pull it out. All right. So much like what you just said about the Chiefs and how if we have the same conversation last Thursday before the Bills lose to the Vikings, you're not saying that. It was like watching the Bills lose in back-to-back games shifted that. Yeah. I think this week, all it would take for not the Giants, there's still going to be Giants appreciation for what they've done based on preseason expectations. But if they lose to the Lions, which can happen, the Lions, what, three? If they lose to the Lions and the Commanders beat the Texans. More juice for the Commanders. The Giants are going to come in last place. Well, see, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, no, I I still don't believe. I think Taylor Heineke's good. I think he's he's much better than Carson Wentz. But they're going to get Chase Young back. Sure, they get him back this and, week. And Washington's schedule is easy. So, I mean, to me, it's going to be like the AFC East, a little bit more watered down at the bottom maybe where like – Well, let me ask just, you this. How many wins gets you in the playoffs this year? In the NFC? Yeah. I think nine and eight will be the seventh seed. They're already at seven. I know. Even if they lose this game, two more wins. They'll get it. They're going to be in. I'm not confident in that. They're going to go to Dallas and lose on Thursday on Thanksgiving, I think. Split the commanders? Okay. That gets you – I'm saying if they lose to Detroit. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. If they lose to Detroit, all I'm saying is that them finishing in last place is not going to seem like an impossibility. Yeah, until – I know that Taylor Heineke is 3-1 and and Wentz was two and four, I got to see Heineke two or three more weeks before I'm ready to say that the the commanders are definitely going to go make the playoffs. Bears-Falcons, Zach, are you convinced Fields is the best quarterback from the 2021 quarterback class now? I got to see it be converted into wins, but he's not really set up in a position to win this year. And the way that he's been running the football has been great. He's been able to throw some touchdown passes as well. This quarterback class, Trevor Lawrence, up and down. This is really his rookie year because last year was a joke with Doug So Peterson. would you put him ahead of Lawrence? Uh, I- I've seen more plays from Fields than Lawrence. Okay. So right now, yeah. And and this year, it's really only been Fields. Uh, Zach Wilson, not no. sold. Uh, Trey Lance, well, wake me up when the guy's healthy and, and is able Jones. to play. Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl last year. I want to see, and it was Fugazi Pro Bowl, let's be real. Like seven guys said no. Yep. I want to see the Patriots put guys on the team that Mac Jones could go make plays with like what the Eagles and what the Dolphins did. It's trending. Like it's, it's looking like fields is going to be the guy, but they got to go get him some pieces this off season. So we can really see what the deal is. I still think it's Lawrence. I still think with Doug Peterson there, they'll get Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah. It's a big, one. a high pick. I trust Peterson with quarterbacks more than I do the Bears staff there. It's a great rushing offense story. It's a lot like what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson before he really developed as a passer his rookie year uh, before he had the MVP season. Mm -hmm. But the Claypool trade has not paid any dividends. He's done jack squat. I mean, they're going to have the, they're going to have the resources and free agency, the money and the draft picks 
to to give their offense a makeover. But I still have not seen refinement in him as a passer, Zach. I mean, could he be Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields? Sure. But I'm still going to go with the pedigree of Lawrence. And I think the coach is the right coach for him eventually to get it out of him. I've been disappointed in Lawrence to this point. But I'm going to buy low on Lawrence instead of buying high on Fields right now. And it's definitely fair, especially when you're bringing Calvin Ridley and you have Christian Kirk. I know we all killed that contract, but he's been productive for them. And the bottom line is, as much has been okay. Yeah, he has. And and the bottom line is, as much as we believe in the individual, the quarterback, you got to be put in the right situation. And Trevor Lawrence is starting to be put in the right situation where last year was a disaster. Jets and Pats, if the Patriots win this game, what happens in the AFC playoff picture for those teams? The Patriots are then alive to be a wild card team, but it would be very similar like last year where you get into the playoffs and they're not an actual threat to really go deep into the playoffs and probably be one. And so two. if the Patriots sweep the Jets, you think they make the playoffs? I think they have a chance. I don't think it's a lock because I still think teams like the Chargers are better. Whoever loses the AFC North, probably the Cincinnati Bengals are better. And the Buffalo Bills, Dolphins, loser of that AFC East is probably better. So they'll have a chance to be the seventh seed. All right. How about the Jets if they lose? The Jets, if they lose, there's going to be a lot of questions about Zach Wilson. And people are going to start to say, maybe Zach Wilson is the But do you guy. think the Jets can lose this game and make the playoffs? Is the path no. still there for them? No, because that means the quarterback. That means the quarterback did not perform well, and that will hold the team back. I agree. I don't think they're getting swept by New England and making the playoffs. I think it's a I think in terms of like what happens to a team's postseason chances. I think this is by far the biggest game on the schedule this week. Because I almost feel like the winner of this team gets themselves in position for that last wild card spot. And I think the loser's at home. Because I think the Bengals, I think the runner-up in the AFC North will make the playoffs. Agreed. And I don't think four AFC East teams will get in. Yeah. Even though that's what it is right now. And then the Chargers is probably the fight for that seventh seed. But Zach Wilson, two weeks ago when this game was played, did not play well was the reason they lost. Now you got to see how he adjusts, and it's Belichick going up against Zach Wilson. I don't want to hear that. And the Jets have lost Belichick 13 straight. Yeah, they have. If you're the difference maker, if you're the franchise quarterback, you get the job done this week. Uh, Rams and Saints, how far are you willing to go with your Rams criticisms for this season on your show, Zach? How far are you willing? Are you doing big rants on them? Are you killing them? For this season, what do you say about a team that sucks, but it's a year after they win the Super Bowl? It just really shows you how tough it is to win in this league. Because there was two or three times in that postseason where the Rams could have lost games and they still found a way to get the job done. Like it's when those... that guy Tart dropped that interception in the uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, Or, or how about guessed. in the Super Bowl, if you block Aaron Donald for a half second longer, Jamar Chase is wide open down the right sideline. The offensive line sucks. That's what it is. This is a horrible offensive line. I know Cup is now hurt, but all it was was Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and one player doesn't win in this league on the offensive side of the ball, and Stafford shows you, and this is not a knock on Stafford. He's a very, 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 very good quarterback that's won a Super Bowl, but a lot of this Hall of Fame stuff gets, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of piped down a little bit with this season because he's not played well. Uh, I think they've gotten a. Com- I think they've gotten a free pass. I think they've gotten a complete free pass. I think if they had not won the Super Bowl last year and this was, oh, happening- we'd be killing them. Oh, we'd yeah. be killing them. Yeah, exactly. So it does speak to. But they did, right? Uh, but the their see their problem is for me that unlike maybe a team, I'm trying to think. Like you mentioned the Chiefs earlier, they win a Super Bowl. And it's like, man, they've got probably another 10 swings at this thing. They've got maybe a decade with Mahomes, maybe more of possible championships. You know, their window is just wide open. This Rams window is not. No, it's this not. Rams window. Two, three put, more years for Stafford. I don't even know about Zach. I mean, he might play two or three more years. How but, good is he? That's the question. Well, yeah. And they, they don't have picks. They threw so much money. They were ready to throw two more picks for Burns, which I, what years were those first round picks in? Were they five or six years down the road from now? It was the next year and then the year after that. I mean, to wait a full year. 
So, I mean, the coach has gotten a lot of credit, and he and he's done a good job even with golf. It's been the two taking them on runs and and never having a bad season. But I, I I just I just wonder if we're gonna look back on 2021 and just they're not gonna come close to that ever again. And here's the biggest question of them all. Uh, the guy that was sort of answering, not answering my questions right before the start of the season, Aaron Donald, yep. uh, when he was answering my question in that interview, he did not sound like a guy that was going to play that much longer in the league, wanted to come right. back because he felt the motivation from winning a ring. He loved the taste of, of winning. It wouldn't shock me if he walks away this offseason or the offseason after this one. And if that's the case, that defense doesn't scare you whatsoever. Right, and look, McVay was a Gruden guy. He grew up in that system. Gruden well, he's was... another one. He could walk away soon, too. I know he just signed an extension. That's but what I'm saying. There were rumors as well for TV. That's what I'm saying. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Bengals and Steelers, the game I'll I'll be not at. I won't be in the building, but I'll obviously be glued to. Tell me what should constitute a good Steelers season. What needs to happen from here on out? And don't just give me Kenny Pickett development. Give me like a record that you would say, you know what, Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022, job well done. I think the record's irrelevant. You I need, knew you were going to do that. You, I knew you, you were need to say walk that. away from this season where when you get to a crucial third down or if you get late into the game, you at least have that thought, okay, we have the quarterback that can make the play. It, it's that simple. This team, before the start of the year, how anyone thought they were going to be a playoff team when you start Mitch Trubusky is laughable. And yeah, then stinks. you go to Kenny Pickett, which was the right move, but are they put him in a position to succeed? The line's not good. Najee Harris has been up and down. Who knows what he's going to do week in and week out. I didn't love Claypool. I'm okay with the deal. But you have some decent talent around him, Johnson and and Fryermuth. But eh, they're still two years away, I think. All right, so let me change the question then. What kind of record would they need to have for you to say Mike Tomlin did a good job with this team? Like we're saying about Vrabel, we're saying, look at Vrabel, the job he's done. You're killing Tannehill. Yeah. Line stinks. They've got no wide receivers. Seven wins. First place. Seven wins. That's it. Eight wins. Yeah, they're not good. They're not a good team. Okay. And that defense, the thing is, the defense at times has not looked good as well this year. Well, they're 2-0 with Wadden, mm -hmm. which will make this game on Sunday interesting to see if he can have the same effect that he did on the first matchup against the Bengals. But now you lose Minka. Yeah, the appendectomy thing is odd. He's yeah. practicing in full, but I don't think he's gonna actually going to play. Because that first game, he he was uh, unbelievable that first game of the season. With the yeah. block uh, field goal or the PAT, Extra whatever point. it was. 
And, six. and yeah, he was great in that game. And he's an unbelievable player. Yeah, I thought with the defense they had on paper, they should have been right around 500. So if they don't get there, if they don't win eight or nine, I'm not going to praise Tomlin if they if they win eight games. But if anything short of that, I'll say that they they dropped the ball this year. This is a winnable game, though, because the Bengals offense Oh, yeah, it's a winnable game. Crap. No Jamar Chase. I know Jamar Chase. The line stinks. I know Jamar Chase. It's a game that if Kenny Pickett is that guy, you keep it close, you keep it within three points, and maybe you win the game at the end of the day. Raiders-Broncos... Derek Carr cried. Yeah. And then he went to bat for Josh McDaniels. They're cash poor, apparently, where they can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels. So your thoughts, Zach, on Josh McDaniels? Are they stuck with a bad coach? He's been bad this year. Uh, There's no – and even when things go right and they have a lead, he's blown – three 17 plus point leads this year. Uh, This was a team that was 10 and seven and played better than what they were last year with all those circumstances under the interim head coach and Rich Passaccia has been the special teams coordinator who got screwed for for the green Bay Packers who got absolutely screwed. If you look back on it, we're talking about Jeff Saturday, Steve Wilkes and these guys. How do you take that team given what happened with rugs and Gruden to the playoffs and they fire you? He got effed big time, that guy. He should have got the job. But McDaniels is someone that we all know it's perceived to be a negative hire, even though he is someone that was back in New England for basically a decade after the first disaster in Denver. So it was like, okay, what are you going to do? It's a splashy hire in terms of him and Zeigler coming in together uh, for Mark Davis, which always uh, checks the box of you got to have a splashy hire. So you knew they were going to get a big name. But this has been brutal. So next year, I think there's no doubt about it. He's going to be back. I said it weeks ago. I think he's definitely going to be back. They had the settlement with Gruden that you're not going to also be paying McDaniels and then another coach on top of that. But next year, you get off to a bad start. Uh, you'll be right back in New England, uh, basically begging Belichick back. Do you think job. they need to trade Derek Carr for draft picks? I don't think Derek Carr is the guy. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Anytime I, I'm about to say he's a top 10 quarterback, he takes three steps back. And every time he speaks, I think he means well. But just this week, you're crying at the podium after the game. It comes off to me like you don't like McDaniels. Then you're going out to bat for Josh McDaniels. There's just always something off uh, when it comes to Derek Carr and May. I think he's in that range of like 13, 14 quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but not a quarterback you have to have. So I think McDaniels is a prick. I think all these New England assistants are terrible as head coaches. Vrabel never coached for Belichick, so I don't even count him. Yeah, Dable's done a good up. job though, but he's been a bunch of places. Well, Dable was last with Sate was was last with McDermott, and before yeah. that, he was with Saban, right? I mean, he sure. was a he was a nomad. I don't really count him as a guy that went right from Belichick's bosom to Giants coach. <laughs> so yeah, all these guys try to adopt the Belichick attitude. They suck at it. The guy that had the most success is probably Bill O'Brien. I was going to say Flores, too, would be the other oh, one. Oh, yeah, true. Before he Flores got fired. Too. But O'Brien made the playoffs a few times. Yeah, he did. But he was awful as a GM. He let the yeah. power go to his head, and he it circumvented him as the head coach. Uh, I, I would fire him. They won't. But uh, I, I, I think Derek Carr has been a victim of circumstance. That organization has been trash for a very long time. And I wish, like Matt Stafford, he got traded to a team and a coach that could actually get more out of him. Well, let me ask I don't you know. this. What yes. about Tennessee? Would you rather have Carr over Tannehill? Yes. Would you make that move this offseason? Yes. So maybe they that's the team. They won't because they got Malik Willis there. True. But some of the, like, okay, would it be so Where's he going to go? Get traded to the Commanders? Like, they have a good roster, but that's a, a crap organization because of Snyder. Now, I don't think he's going to be there that much longer, but... Car in a command. Well, I was gonna. Be I, I was gonna say the Bucks, but to me, the Bucks without Arians is the coach, to, and without Brady there, I think they go back to being one of the worst organizations in football. So I, I can't even. Yeah, say, the excitement gets sucked out of them. Yeah, I can't even say Tampa would be an upgrade. I don't think New Orleans is anything with Dennis Allen as their coach. It's not Sean Payton there anymore, and they're always hurt. Yeah, so there really is not a good fit for well, Car anywhere. Seattle. I know Geno Smith's playing really no. well. Do you think the Geno Smith train continues? I think it kind of does, but I don't think you can give up draft picks for Derek Carr and think it's going to be a substantial upgrade. And I know I just said I think Carr needs a fresh start, but I don't think you can dump Smith 
for a guy that's had the kind of season Carr has had. Then you probably draft Vegas. a quarterback because you can move up with the, the two first-round picks if you're Seattle anyway. Uh, I was going to ask you about the Browns and Bills. Should the NFL move this game? But they already did, Zach. So instead, I'll just make it about the Bills and the way they've struggled. Well, how, how about this? You're, you're burying the lead here. You're, you're missing a big one here. All these weak, pathetic people, Pony, that yeah. are now complaining and bitching. Oh, we need a dome on the Bills' new stadium. Are they going to get one there? Are they getting yeah. one? Yeah, they're getting it. They, they have, like, the renderings. I saw it. There's no dome on it. I, I've been to Buffalo numerous times. Food, Wait, so family, they are or they football, are not getting great a weather. dome? No, are they no get, they're, not. they're not getting they're not. a dome. Okay, good. It's not expected, but everyone's like, oh, we need a dome in Buffalo. No, you don't. I went to a playoff game there, negative two degrees, other than the actual result of the game. It was awesome. Stop. We're so soft now. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't, I mean, my understanding is even if there was a dome there, I'm not sure they would have been able to play the game there just because the area's in a state of emergency. That's why they moved the game. I was reading today. It was the the resources. They didn't want to allocate them to get the Bills game ready when you have people buried in the house. Right. So, I mean, the people that have made that argument don't even know what the hell they're talking about as to why this game isn't going to get played. (laughs) So instead, I'll just ask you about the state of the Bills, mm-hmm. Zach. How much have you soured on them because of Josh Allen's play the last couple of weeks and their overall team state right now? If you still ask me who are the two teams you trust the most to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC, I'd say Kansas City and Buffalo. But the quarterback with the injury, I know we played last week. You wonder how much of a concern that's going to be. And the biggest thing, and this is why they played the, the Browns this week, I thought they should have traded for Kareem Hunt at the deadline. The, and I know they got Naeem Hines. but Who did that's you not, say should have traded for him? The, the, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, okay, I like that. because you, you look at that team, I felt like we talked Josh Jacobs for a little bit. We talked Christian McCaffrey. We, we talked about Saquon Barkley and the Giants got hot. They are asking him to be their leading rusher. And that's a dangerous formula to play. Now, it's an elbow injury here, which is a concern. But who knows? Maybe next it's a leg injury. So I think they have a great roster. I love Brandon Bean. I like Sean McDermott a lot. But the health of the quarterback is is paramount, as you know. Yeah. Well, I've actually – I lost more respect for them losing the Jets game than I did the Vikings game. Like, they're yeah. still doing some of these self-inflicted stuff – where they're losing games, they're choking in games like they did in the playoff game against Kansas City, where all the defensive back has to do is bat the ball down on fourth and 18. You know, Allen's making a stupid throw over the middle. Like, these are things that still are rearing their ugly head. But what was disconcerting about the Jets game for me and why I have discounted them and moved them down my list to, like, fourth in the AFC is when the Jets went 96 yards on that drive, I said, that's it for me. Like I want to, I think Cleveland is going to line up and run the ball down their throat in this game. I think they might actually win. I, I, I just, I don't. Right now, I think the the mental state of this team is more fragile than people think. I think Sean McDermott's got him wound way too tight. I think I, I, he's to me is not a. They almost need like a Tony Dungy t- type. I think on the sideline. But I think also- this guy is way. Wait, he wait, he's made Aaron, the playoffs four to five years in. Buffalo. I'm not saying he's not a That's good coach. Good. I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but I'm saying I think they take on his personality in some of these games where he's like hyperventilating and it looks like he's gonna like twitch out on the sidelines. Now he's I will not say, a relaxed coach in big moments, Zach. But that's why the Von Miller move was big. And you saw in the Kansas City game, he put the hit on the quarterback Mahomes with the Tyron Johnson. And I know Justin Jefferson made the greatest catch we've ever seen. But right before that, Von Miller got Kirk Cousins down. So I think Von Miller in a big spot will ease the tension a little bit. They lost back-to-back games. They were horrible losses. Up 14-3 against the Jets, brutal. You get the ball back after making the goal line stand, the cook drop, all that. You fumble the ball. That, to me, was on the quarterback. They lost that game because of the two interceptions and the fumble. Commanders and Texans, what's Heineke's ceiling? Taylor Ham Heineke, better than Carson Wentz. Seriously, Carson Wentz stinks. This guy had the commanders swap twos, got the lesser of twos, and then you traded three, uh, two third-round picks, one that could turn into a two. is an absolute joke because the commanders saw him play in 2017 and go, Oh, maybe he still has that left in the tank because we all suck at quarterback to begin with with the commanders. And then you go back to this Heineke guy and they galvanize and they rally around Taylor Heineke. He's not making these unbelievable great plays other than the throw to Terry McLaurin, but he has the respect of the locker room. And I learned this in Philadelphia when I covered Carson once. There was a lot of pieces 
that were authored about Carson Wentz that I didn't want to believe when I was covering the Eagles, and you saw it all play out true. The guy is not a leader. He's not a great quarterback. But how about Heineke, though, and where what, – what's his future, Zach? Is it going – is it just going to be Ryan Journeyman quarterback. Case yeah. Keenum? Yeah, journeyman quarterback where if he's your guy for six, seven, eight games, you could survive. Anything more than that, I think the, the – What if he gets into the playoffs? Board. Is he their starting quarterback next year? Whew. I think they got to move up in the draft and eventually take a quarterback. But if he gets them to the playoffs, how do you bench the guy? It's, but when you have had an organization that they were doing somersaults and cartwheels in the streets about getting Carson Wentz because of how bad their quarterback play has been in recent years. I think he will turn back into a pumpkin here because I, I think he is a poor man's Fitzpatrick where you, you watch him play two or three games, you get excited because he does have a knack when it's late to not be overwhelmed by the moment. And his numbers aren't great, but like the Packers game and this past game and even the Colts game, there's two or three throws that make you say, oh, shit, this guy's actually pretty good. Um, but then you look at his stat line, you're like, wait a minute, he threw for 150 yards, had one touchdown and two interceptions. He's pretty much done that in every game. But I do think he's the perfect guy for them to keep there when they draft a quarterback. Like, they have to draft yeah. a quarterback in this draft. And because of what you said, the fans like watching him play, and you know all their fans have, have jumped ship. He's like one of the few things that's like a positive person or face for that organization that I almost think he's guaranteed himself a spot on that roster next year, almost no matter what. Carr I mean, would sure. actually be really good for them. I know we, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but depending on what the price is, you got some weapons there. McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I like Antonio Gibson going back to his days at Memphis, Brian Robinson. You got yeah, your right. defense. I actually like that spot. call. And, I like and, that call. The only thing though, for Carr, you, you better hope Snyder's out because then it's actually, all. Wait, here's organization. Zach, here's one more for Carr that I just thought of. Okay. How about in New York with Dable? It's a good one. Upgrade over Jones for sure. It is. Um, and when I talked to Joe Shane and I had him on my show during the bye week, it was our evaluation is still ongoing with Daniel Jones. He has made a lot of you got to have it plays. He praised him, but it was when he was asked, is he definitely getting that contract? Next year, the evaluation's still ongoing. Uh, last one, Panthers and Ravens. Uh, and here's why when you brought up the Chiefs, you know, being a lock to host the AFC Championship game again. I don't know if I see more than one more loss on Baltimore's schedule. Yeah, They have schedules. strength of schedule from here on out. The lowest combined win percentage of the remaining teams of anybody in the league. I mean, I know that they've been injured this year. Can they close Mar games though, Pony? That's the thing. Well, they could have easily had this number one seed if you didn't blow those three games that they did. Zach, they have not played a bad game all year. I get that. But when you blow a 35 I, to 14 lead against the I, Dolphins, a 23 to lead against the Bills, and a 10-point lead to the Giants, you didn't do your job. You got to finish. Okay, I agree with that. But – Look at the combined record of those three teams. They're good teams. Right. So, so what? I so mean, against the bad teams, they'll finish, but then come playoff time, we'll all be sitting on the edge of our seats seeing if they'll be able to finish. Well, games. yeah, but I'm saying if they're 14 and three or something like that, they're going to they're gonna be the one seed. Not and wrong. That's not out of the question that they'll run the table with their schedule. The, the only thing that concerns me is they don't have a number one wide receiver and, and the injuries too. Because those injuries, we saw last year. They were rolling last year, and then Lamar got hurt. People forget they were going to be in the playoffs last year. Well, They're going to be at the tippy top, and then well, Lamar let me got ask, hurt. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Who's the Chiefs' number one receiver? <sighs> well, it's really Travis Kelsey. So you could use the, the case for the for the Ravens as Mark Andrews, but he's right. been banged up. But, yeah, I'm saying they actually do have an – Look, I'm, I say that all the time. They, they can't find receivers. They've done a shit. But there's job more diversity on the, Chief, on the Chiefs' weapons with guys like uh, Juju, Tony Marquez and, Valdez, Scantling. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't disagree with that. The Chiefs have Hardman. better receivers. And they have a better coordinator in Reed who gets the most out of the players that they have. They don't have yeah. that with, with, with Greg Roman in Baltimore. But what, but what I'm saying is that they really could easily be undefeated right now. And the rest of their schedule sucks, dude. 
I mean, they are way under the radar. Nobody talks about the Ravens at all. They were my Super Bowl pick. Before the start of the year, they were my Super Bowl pick. Well, why are you backing off them now, Zach? Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying that they're not going to be the number one overall seed. I, I you know, I, I still think they're a top three team in the AFC. And before the start of the year, if they do win that division, which I think is likely, you could have him win the MVP this year in Lamar. I think the MVP, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, and Mahomes, excuse me, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson probably going to be the two most talked How about Hurts? MVP. Yeah, uh, Hurts is definitely going to be up there. Um, and we'll see how many, if they lose two more games, maybe he gets out of the conversation. Well, I'm just going to run through slowly. Cause sometimes people lose track when you do this, when you go through a schedule. So it's Carolina on Sunday, 13 win. point favorite win at Jacksonville. Win. that's eight and three at the Steelers. Win. at the Browns is Watson back then. Uh, Yes. I'll go lost then. Okay, that's four losses. Falcons at home. Win. Steelers at home. They'll split the Steelers. Pickett will get one. All right, and then at the Bengals. All right, so maybe you have them losing more games than I thought you would. You think they lose to Cincinnati? It it depends. Is that division, is the game on the line for that week? It's a possibility. You know, they, what you're saying is they they may not lose another game this right year. Right now, they only have one team left with a winning record, and that's Cincinnati in Week 18. They, they may not lose another game this year in the regular season. You can also make the case that they'll lose three or four. I got to see them finish games more consistently. And with what happened early in the year, I just get a little concerned about that. Zach, tell everybody where they can listen to your show and tell everybody where they can get you on social media, knowing full well that one of those social media sites yeah. might be dead by the time people listen to this. Yeah. Um, if Elon Musk doesn't shut down Twitter, you get me at Zach Gelb on Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen to the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And then if you're bored during the games and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear these TV announcers, you can hear me on Eye on Football and CBS Sports Radio as I basically do Red Zone on the radio from yeah. 12 to 8 p.m. I've heard Eastern. that. It's a good show. This is appreciate it. You're you pinch hitting here. You'll like this. This was like a Matt Franco or Lenny Harris <laughs> appearance by you. Yeah, I, I would like think I, I provide a little bit more pop off the bench, I would say. You know, Those I, guys I think were I, great pinch hitters for the Mets. Matt I, Franco I, was a hell of a pinch hitter. I think Zach. I have a, 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 you know, can I be like a, a Ben Zobris and, and walk away with like an MVP award or something like that? Uh, you can check out the podcast First in Pod on Odyssey, Spotify, iTunes. Tell your friends. We'll be back Sunday after all the games. See you later. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.